Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 193 of the Junk Dash Reds Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I am, I am Tyler, and joining me, we have the Colonel himself, Gables. How you doing, buddy? Oh, uh, man, I'm doing all right. Just relaxing after a long, stressful week of work. But other than that, though, I've been playing a hell of a lot of Wii U. <laughs> oh, nice. But uh, how have you been? Very cool. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Uh, the last, like, six weeks or so, uh, we've been at my work. Uh, we're working, like, 70-hour weeks, mm-hmm. uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, we got I got a little lucky this week, and some things happened. And I got a four-day weekend, so I got Friday and Monday off this weekend, so... I went from having no free time for the last six weeks to having so much free time that I don't know what to do with all this free time. So I'm like, I got like 50 things I want to do that I haven't done. And now I, I just kind of stand there and like stare at the 50 different options I have and just am doing nothing. Um, but also joining me, we have Troy joining us once again. How are you, buddy? What's the business? I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem of excess time. Uh, in fact, I actually adjusted my uh, streaming schedule this week. I cut a couple of days off. I was streaming uh, for two hours a day, Monday through Friday. And uh, I know I had mentioned it in last week's podcast, but like I feel like there's a tidal wave just coming at me. And uh, and I you know, know that I'm going to get overwhelmed sooner, sooner or later. And I just felt like yeah. I needed to uh, to cut that, that commitment down. So I've, I'm down to streaming uh, Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Uh, and hopefully that'll hold for the time being. Um, I really enjoy having that time to stream. I think that's about the only opportunity I, I actually get to uh, play video games. But, uh, you know, school comes first. Oh, Priorities, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, what are you, what's the channel you guys what you stream on? Let me go and shut that out. Oh, it's uh, twitch.tv slash proven gamer. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention something. Uh, we were talking about mm. a little bit before the show about uh, I was looking at a new mic. Yeah. I lied. I already bought a mic. Um, <laughs> so, I bought it today. I was uh, I, I, Yesterday was payday. Uh, so, it went a little crazy. I bought some stuff. I, I bought a new uh, Blue Yeti mic. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I, I bought the uh, the arm for it, so I can actually I have like I got the new computer desk, so I have a lot more room on it. Uh, so I got that coming. I'll be here on Monday. To, it's Saturday uh, night, by the way. I need a computer desk with more room on it. I need yeah, a new I, computer. I was, <laughs> I was I was using like a TV stand, and then uh, I got a like a nice really long like probably three feet long, three foot long computer desk, solid wood. Um, so I have like a. I had like a little laptop. Now I have a dual monitor set up, and so I got that coming. And I also bought a new monitor. So um, I have like a nice um, twenty-seven inch Asus monitor that's LED, and I have like this old like eight-year-old Gateway as my second monitor. It looks really bad. Mm-hmm. So I just bought a, a second twenty-four uh, inch Asus uh, monitor. Oops. Uh, so now I've, yeah, I have a couple. There's one upside to working seventy hours a week is you have a little extra money, so you buy. <laughs> The more you the more you make, the more the more you spend, you know. So. Oh, definitely. Uh, cool. 
yeah. So I got some cool shit coming. I spent a lot of money today on I've, some stuff. I've got a fairly decent sized desk. I mean, it's probably three or four inches or four, three or four feet wide. Uh, and then it's got the kind of the thing that goes over the top with, you know, uh, drawers, not drawers, but cabinets, I guess you would call them. <laughs> Uh, on oh, either yeah. side Shelves and it's got yeah and it's got a little shelf area in the middle that i've actually taken the middle shelf off and then it's got the same basic width on top you know that you can so but i've got a single monitor on the desk which is my 23 inch uh it's a the playstation 3d monitor that they had i don't know if oh, you yeah. are familiar yeah. with that yeah with the ps3 yeah so that's yeah. what i use as my pc monitor it actually does okay um oh. it it has this thing where from time to time it'll like the screen will go black for like a second or two and it's completely random when it'll do it. Uh, but when it's working and I mean, it, it, I mean, it's, it's not been an issue too bad. Like, you know, if I'm playing a game, like it'll black out on me for a second, but I've never been in a, in a position where it's like, Oh crap, you're like, it's totally screwed me up. I just know, okay, well it'll come back on in a second. Um, but I mean the, the image on it's really good. I, I got it from a friend for like 60 bucks when I built my PC because I kind of put all my money into the actual PC build and I didn't have a monitor for it. Uh, so he sold it to me for 60 bucks. It's, it was, it's definitely worth 60 bucks. Oh, damn. Um, so that's on there, but then I've got surrounding it. Like I have, I have a problem with figures. I have figures and amiibo, uh, everywhere, uh, on next to the monitor here off to the left side, I've got a bunch of different anime figures. I've got a Batman figure. I've got the, uh, collector's edition street fighter five figure. I've got the uh, little red arm that came with metal gear solid five collector's edition in the little cubby hole over my head. I've got wow. a little Batman Android and a bat, the Batman statue that came with the collector's edition of, uh, Batman Arkham city. I've got the, uh, the, Vault Tech bobblehead from Fallout 3 Collector's <laughs> Edition. I've got a ton of amiibo there. And then on the shelf above my head, I have the life-size uh, portal gun on its display stand. Uh, surrounding that, I have a stuffed companion cube and a stuffed Batman. I've got a paintball mask. Uh, in the middle is the Joker statue from the Batman Arkham Knight Collector's Edition, which is pretty dope. It's got the TVs behind him that actually light up. Uh, above that, I have a, a Manga Spawn uh, action figure still in its like blister pack. Uh, behind the portal gun, there's actually the movie Spawn action figure still in its box. <laughs> Uh, also next to to the right of the uh, the the Arkham Knight statue is the giant uh, Titanfall Two Collector's Edition statue with oh the big God. Titan and all the guys That's on it. That's sweet. dope as hell. Uh, lined up at the base of my monitor, I've got the three different colors of Yoshi yarn Yoshi amiibo. <laughs> I have I have all four of them, and I just bought Poochie. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then on top of that, on top of my PC, on top of my case, I've got. Uh, the uh, Bashuju statues for um, uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees are female versions of them. Oh. And then also uh, Lady Deadpool, the Bashuju uh, nice. Kotobukiya statue. of the, So those are all on top of my PC case. And then over across the way, I have uh, the little Super Mario Amiibo stand. It's got the, uh, like the end stage, you know, where you're jumping up oh. to get to the flag. Yep. And it's got, I've got Amiibo on every step of that, a different various Amiibo uh, and then today I just purchased um, a 155th scale uh, Mad Cat mech from the Battletech series oh, that uh, nice. went out of production like 15 years ago. <laughs> and so I've been trying to find one and I got one on eBay. I spent 80 bucks on it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, now I got to find a place to put that. But that's going to be dope as hell. Nice. 
I, I think I, I covered it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was never really big into collecting anything. Like as I got older, like I had a shit ton of like wrestlers and Transformers and shit when I was a kid. But uh, uh-huh. Justin, like four years ago or three years ago, whenever Amiibo came out, he he got an extra Luigi, and Luigi's always been my favorite Nintendo character. So he gave me it brand new in a box. And that kind of caused like a snowball effect, I guess. Yep. Of, uh, yep. So now I have. That's an understatement. Probably about sixty amiibo. Uh, and then mine I... started. I I actually found a Yoshi amiibo at a, uh, uh, like a thrift store for yeah. like two bucks. Yep. And I was like, oh hey, that's that's a good deal. So I bought the Yoshi amiibo. Yeah, that was uh, the start of it. And now I think I'm at like fifteen or twenty amiibo. Yeah. Uh, I I went for a while there. I was just buying every one I could find. And then, like, I was buying, like, started buying the Animal Crossing ones. And when that happened, I'm like, all right, I'm gone too far. I need to slow down. <laughs> when I'm so buying I'm just... <laughs> Amiibo for characters I don't even care about. I've never heard of before. Like, I've I don't gone even, I too don't, far. Yeah, I don't even play Animal Crossing. So now I just I buy have, the one. I just buy the I have I Tom want. Nook, uh, and he's actually kind of right behind him on either side is the owls that run. The one runs oh, the wow. museum. And I don't know oh, what the bladders. female one does. <laughs> yeah, Blathers. But uh, Tom Nook standing in front, almost like he's because you know there's the whole you know uh, image of Tom Nook as this like mafia you know mafioso dude who's you know just out to get your money. He's running yeah. a racket, you know. So so Tom Nook's there and he's got his his muscle behind him. <laughs> it's pretty dope. Nice. Oh man. What other than like, sorry, one last thing. Okay. Other than that, the only other like collector thing I have is I I bought the hundred twenty dollar collector edition for Last Guardian. I have the Tariko. Uh, status, cool. which I is my probably my favorite thing ever, um, outside of my dog. So go ahead, Gabe. Well, well, other than like collections of like uh, some of the games and systems that I've got, though, I've got, I get you not, I got a complete set of the Naruto manga from volumes one through I think it was like seventy three or something like that that they had for manga volumes. I started collecting those like around the time that I was going to high school since. The anime and the manga started airing, like, going through the U.S., like, around, uh, by the time I was, like, a sophomore, back around 2004, 2005, or so like that. And uh, it kind of sort of started with me going through, like, this uh, this mall and stuff where I actually found a bookshop that sold actual, like, shonen manga. So I went ahead and I got a couple of volumes of that. And that kind of led to me, over the span of ten years, going through and uh, collecting bits and pieces of the Naruto manga, like, the volumes and stuff from either going to places like Walmart and actually finding legit like volumes of that stuff going through to going to thrift stores and finding a couple extra volumes that I didn't even know that were available. And then all of a sudden it's like, I finished up the entirety of it, like around, Oh man, just like a year or so ago. And that was just crazy. And, but other than that though, it's like, I've got a couple of amiibo figures as well like maybe not to the extent of maybe what uh, tyler has gotten but uh i only collect the ones that i really like to have so i got like the, i got the mario i got the pikachu i got the kirby and then i got like about all these legend of zelda figures that i had the only ones that i don't have that it's like zelda related now is like the the twin set of like the toon link and toon zelda and the 8-bit one got him of link yeah. And then they got new ones coming out for Breath of the Wild, too. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Zelda fan. Got them pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got all of these Zelda ones, Pokemon ones, uh, Mario ones uh, that are out, and I think that's really it right now. Like, And then all the Yoshis that you can buy. I got all five Yoshis. The 
It's six Yoshis if you include uh, Poochie. So I think one of the one of the more shining little pieces of my collection is uh, back around back around the time before I went into high school and stuff. I went into this uh, big lot store that was inside of uh, like uh, the like a town over or something like that. And I ended up finding these uh, random Nintendo plushes and stuff, and one of them was Banjo Kazooie. And I still have that Banjo Kazooie plush along with like DK and Bowser and like the Mario things. It's like around I was twelve. <laughs> That's pretty dope. I know. I never see hardly any type of Banjo Kazooie like little plushies and stuff and stuff. And I have the bear and the bird. You know, it's it's, it's really cool looking too. But they're still pretty. I fun. picked up a a little sad sack boy uh, action <laughs> figure that my wife has actually hijacked, and she has it sitting on her desk. Wow. Um, yeah, but I mean, otherwise, I got the plush uh, companion cube from Portal that my wife got me the same year because it was a Valentine's present. The nice. same year she she made. Uh, so you guys are familiar with Jonathan Colton, right? Yes. Oh yeah. And yes. the song Skull Crusher Mountain. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite lines in any song ever is the one where he's like, "I made a half pony, half monkey monster to please you." <laughs> uh, so she went and she found a stuffed. Well, she bought a stuffed My Little Pony and a little stuffed gorilla. And she literally cut both of these stuffed animals in half and sewed them together. So I have a half pony, half monkey monster sitting that on my awesome. desk, which is dope as hell. That is pretty sweet. That's some awesome dedication. She made a half pony, half monkey monster to please me. That's... <laughs> uh, if I were you, I'd put another ring on that. So lock that down twice. Uh, but anyways, you know what? I was thinking, since Troy, you're kind of new to the show. And the people have been listening to this for Gabe and I uh, for almost four years now. Justin for almost two years now, actually. Um, I figured every week, or you know, from you know, for a little bit, anyways, ask you a couple questions, get to know you a little better, if you don't mind. Cool. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, one, I think we're gonna kind of do like game related. One, a little more, not too personal, but outside of the gaming realm. Yeah, uh, cool. If you don't want to answer it, that's fine. Uh, I mean, so I already I, des- described my entire podcast studio, but yeah, no, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, so well, what we're going to do, we, we need you to send us a dick pic. That's, that's actually ah! a personal question. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, um, so kind of for the gaming question, what are the games you're most excited for coming out this year? Uh, so definitely uh, Breath of the Wild and the Switch. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, when that comes out Friday on the 3rd, Yep. right? March 3rd? Yeah, so on the 8th or the 9th, I fly out of El Paso, Texas to fly to New York City uh, to go to PAX East for like four or five days and then fly back. So I've got plenty of opportunity there to test out the portability and all that about the Switch, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, Another game that I'm super psyched about that's kind of related to the fact that, like I said, I had this sickness and I ordered this mech uh, from the Battletech series Hairbrain Schemes is a uh, indie studio based in Seattle that uh, they have recreated the Shadowrun games. I don't know if you're familiar with those. I've heard of them. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's like a kind of like a weird mix of like uh, like cyberpunk and like high fantasy. So like you've got like hackers and stuff like that, but you've also got like orcs and elves and like magic, and so it's a really cool melding of that. And it's it's basically. The company Hairbrain Schemes uh, is created and owned by the people who created and started Fossa, which was a company that created Shadowrun and also the Battletech uh, 
IPs uh, way back in the day. So these guys are the ones who invented this whole the Battletech and, and Shadowrun, which started out as like tabletop RPG, you know, kind of games like that. Miniatures uh, is what Battletech really was. Um, but so they have created this video game studio and they've actually gotten licensed to create digital video game versions of the games that they created all those years ago. And so I kickstarted uh, their Battletech games, which they which they're uh, putting out this year. It's basically a turn based strategy game, but it's it's basically the tabletop version of Battletech, you know, where you'd have the miniatures with the hex grids and all that jazz uh, pen and paper. And it's the digital version of that, which I'm super psyched about. Like, I'm I can't tell you how excited I am for that game to come out. Um, Cause I mean, that's kind of like all the things I love mechs and I love turn-based strategy. That's probably my, if I had to pick a, a certain genre of video game, that's probably my favorite. I would, I would definitely pinpoint on a turn-based strategy. So right. it's kind of stra- scratches all those itches. And then I, as in high school, I completely got into the battle tech like world. Like I was reading the novels and I would just like completely immersed myself in, in, in the battle tech lore and everything like that. So I'm super excited for this game. And I'm trying to think of any other games that are coming out. You guys, yeah. I mean, I think that about covers it. I mean, there's probably some other ones that I'm somewhat psyched about. I'm I'm interested in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I wouldn't say I've bought into the hype train, um, but I'm I'm optimistic about it. Even also uh, the Ghost Recon uh, game that's coming out. Oh, that Wild they Lands? just had the beta for Wildlands. Yeah, that one looks pretty dope too. But yeah. like these aren't games that i'm not like super hyped about but i'm definitely intrigued by and you know would like to see them do well but uh so yeah probably the battletech game and uh zelda are the ones that i'm gonna go ahead and drop all right very cool um <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm definitely uh excited about the zelda i'm i am fully on board for the uh, horizon zero dawn i'm already i pre-ordered it digitally and everything so yeah i mean you're definitely not alone there it's it's you know got a huge following but it's just I don't know. Like I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I mean, it's it's something that Gorilla hasn't done this type yeah. of game before. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of question marks surrounding the game. I mean, it's got the potential to be great, but I'm also not gonna necessarily get caught up in the hype just yet. Yeah, I, I I've got sucked up in it, but I I am in the same boat. Where like the fact that they've never made those at open world before, they've just mainly done the kill zone games. It's a huge concern, but I think the um, the idea of the world like. Uh, the fact that I don't mean I'm like I could be completely forgetting you know big popular games, but the, I don't think we've ever seen a game like this before where it's like takes place like a whole like thousand years in the future and it's basically like it's not just like you've seen like we've seen a thousand games where it's like post apocalyptic and it's like z- zombies or like the bomb was dropped like Fallout or something like that like Last of Us yeah. or but I don't think we've ever seen a game like where it's like it's technology it's giant robots they're like like creatures and things i don't know i think that idea i think alone is what sold me on it and and maybe that will be enough for me to like that game yeah Uh, so the story and and setting and all is like super intriguing i mean i I really like the the premise for sure uh gameplay wise from everything i'm hearing it's very similar to far cry so if you like that kind of gameplay which i do i do i I really enjoyed far cry so but i from what i understand Gameplay wise, it's going to be very similar to Far Cry, and then yeah, the premise and everything is is a totally dope concept that I think is really neat and has a lot of potential. Yeah, if it, if it's Far Cry in in that world, then it might be it's probably Game of the Year is already blocked in probably for me. <laughs> um, and then kind of going into, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like I'm gonna throw you the softball here with the personal question: What is your favorite movie or movie series? Hmm. It's really it's really an easy answer. There's only one answer. Is it though? 
I mean, so I, I think the answer that you want me to give, I, I won't give like <laughs> it. it what, what, what do you think? What do you think it is? So I'm thinking the answer you would like me to give is probably something along the lines of like a Star Wars nope. or something along that lines. Nope, not at all. Okay, cool. Because that is not where I'm going with that. That's okay. Um, off. So right off the top of my head, the only thing that comes to mind that jumps straight into my head is the Fast and Furious series. That was my answer. <laughs> okay, cool. Because that's like top of head like i mean if i sat and thought about it i might be able to come up with a few movies at least even like individual standalone movies that i like more but the fast and furious series as a whole is probably what jumps to mind as my favorite franchise yeah it's awesome i'll say so i'll say the even (laughs) ones but the odds are so good yeah well i mean so i would say almost all of them are really good uh i had issues with uh too fast too furious i thought it was too cheesy too campy um it just yeah it didn't really vibe for me uh it kind of kind of went over the top with like all the underbody neon and stuff is it was a weird transition because if you you go from the first game or not first game the first movie where all of the cars were super realistic i mean outside of there was an r33 skyline that that one of the main characters drove the yellow car but outside of that like every single one of the cars that was featured i mean you know mitsubishi clips uh you know nissan uh Sylvia, no, it wasn't even a Sylvia. It was a 240SX. Um, you know, they, they were all cars that I could see myself driving. You know, yeah. like you can you can go and find them probably on a used car lot just about anywhere. Even a Toyota Supra. I mean, that car, that movie made that car so that it was super expensive anytime you tried to find it somewhere. But it's still a car that you can find somewhere. And I mean, even though now they're 20 years old at the newest, you know, like it can be found. Uh, so the second movie took that to the next level where it's like, yeah, we've got these cars, but we're going to throw this wicked underbody. We're going to make them shoot flames out of the exhaust. You know, they're going to go crazy buck wild. You know, they just kind of went over the top with it. Um, and then, so on top of that, the next lowest one I think would be the, uh, Tokyo Drift, which was the third one. I mean, it's, it's a good movie, but it, it outside of like the, the ending where they kind of tied it together to the old the other movies like especially in the timeline it it didn't make a lot of sense uh no. i really enjoyed the drifting like drifting was something that i got super into uh when it became kind of a big deal uh, i super respect the drifting that that's in that movie to the level i mean the uh the scene where uh dk drifts the uh drifts his uh 270z uh up the uh the parking structure where it's like he's going up the little ramp to go up the parking structure. That was an actual drift that was done and it was in one cut. And like the, the, the level of precision that was required to do that drift is just insane. Like I have nothing but respect for the, the sport of drifting, the auto sport of drifting. Um, But I think story-wise it, it was really disjointed and it wasn't until like, you have to wait another two or three movies before that even gets pulled back into the fold where it's like, oh, now this makes sense, you know? So, yeah. And you got to wonder at the time, I feel like three was one of those like last ditch efforts to kind of keep the franchise alive. And I think they, they thought it was going to be the end of the franchise, you know, like, and then, yeah, then after four, like it just, everything kind of falls into place. They've, they've got, you know, exotic cars, exotic locations doing the whole, you know, Ocean's Eleven heist scenes and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it, it just became like this this larger than life 
you know, persona. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, Fast and Furious franchise is probably going to be my all-time favorite franchise. And I'm glad that you were going to go that route because, yeah, like, I mean, it's funny. I'm I'm re- I'm a really horrible geek. Like, I don't really care about Star Wars, and I really don't care about, yeah. like, Lord of the Rings, like, high fantasy. Like, none of that really appeals to me. I think video games and, meh, to a certain extent, comic books uh, probably are the, the nerd things that kind of keep me in the nerd culture. Uh, but, yeah, Star Wars, I mean, it's cool. I respect it for what it is, but it's not, you know, that doesn't really call to me like it does to a lot of other nerds. Understandable. I, I didn't get into Star Wars really until like my late teens, so it wasn't. It's not. It's been like a decade thing for me. Where I've been kind of nerded out on it. Well, five of the eight movies. Um. But anyways, very very good, very cool. Cool. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I also I also would have accepted the Rush Hour trilogy. Um, if you would have said that. Rush Hour is good. Rush Hour it, is good. It's, uh, it's Back to the Future is another great trilogy. Mm. No, yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I could sit down and watch Back to the Future trilogy just about any time. but i mean there's a ton of other great movies i mean mean girls is a movie that i can never get tired of watching it's you know (laughs) Lindsay lohan at her best before coke (laughs) (laughs) before the drugs anyway yeah no thanks for that yeah and i definitely look forward to uh to letting everybody get to know me a little better yeah that was fun that was all right cool well fast furious awesome um but anyways, let's jump into some uh, some of the games that we've been playing. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Gables. What have you, right. uh, what have you been playing this past week? Well, I have been mostly playing stuff on my Wii U, so I managed to finish up Sonic, like Sonic's All-Star Racing Transformed and stuff. <laughs> I finally, Do you ever actually finish that game? Well, I didn't really finish it like 100% completion, but I did go through uh, and I collected all the stars that I could in order to you, try Did you beat unlock. Mirror Mode? No. No, I didn't go to- back to do the Mirror Mode. 200 cc no but there's no 200 cc in that stupid thing but uh, lazy bastards well how would it, how it's structured and stuff if you collect like about 95 stars or something like that you get a chance to unlock like another type of cup which is like it's basically the the post game sort of cup or something but after as soon as you do that and stuff it increases the difficulty again to where if you want to you can go back and just like do like four stars or something like that for the highest difficulty setting because at that point and stuff, there's like three stars, and the three stars like that, those uh, events and stuff that are supposed to be like A rank, those are supposed to be like the hardest ones until after you finish the main career mode. Then you go to the S rank stuff. But uh, be perfectly honest, I'm not really compelled to do the S rank stuff as the A rank. Some of them were really difficult in order to try to achieve. But I'm glad that I've went up and I've only spent like about eight hours on this game, which is kind of impressive. I got a, a lot of bang for my buck, and I really enjoyed Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. I mean, I, I did enjoy it a lot on the Vita, and just playing it through again it just makes me feel like, wow, this is actually a pretty fun, fantastic game, and I'm surprised not a lot, not a lot of other people have attempted to play this. It's near... It's almost as good as, say, like like a streamlined Mario Kart game. Only a few tidbits I would adjust here and there, maybe, like, from a certain, like, character AI, like, perspective, maybe, like, some track alterations and stuff. But other than that, yeah, it was just really enjoyable. But after I went through and finished that, I turned on to a game that I have not played 
roughly since I finished it, like, close to when the Wii U first released. And I'm talking about, like, uh, New Super Mario Brothers U. <laughs> so, for me, I love old Mario games. And generally, the best Mario games I tend to go to are the ones that uh, I play as a, I've played as a child. Mostly because I'm more or less used to them. I go through the levels, like, routine and stuff. But I don't really do that too much, like, with the uh, 2D Mario games for, like, the newer systems. Like, say, New Super Marvelous U happened to be, like, kind of one of them. But because I, like, last April, I had a little issue with my Wii U's, like, gamepad stuff where it wasn't, like, uh, working properly. And I ended up discovering that it was because my battery packed my Wii U and stuff like that. The gamepad, it wasn't adjusted right. I'm assuming at the time it was because I moved from house to house that it kind of jarred like the little cable or something inside the back of my gamepad. So I initially thought there was something wrong with my gamepad, and so that led to me just deleting all the data that I had on my Wii U at the time. <laughs> huh. So I ended up losing all my game saves and everything, but in hindsight, though, I did not lose any of my actual games that I purchased, which thank God for that. <laughs> but, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh going through the game again i've managed to at least get to around worlds like the little the sixth level the sixth level of it it's kind of like rock candy like mines or something like that and uh so far is so good i managed to get all the little medals and stuff for the first level and what was kind of funny is like i'm getting i got to the point like around world like level two or something where it's like Okay, why don't I just aim this to try to go through and just play the game and just worry about like collecting a little a bit of the coins later? And so, like unbeknownst to me and stuff, while I'm playing through the game, I'm I'm starting to understand, starting to realize how easy it is to pile on lives for that game. I mean, yeah, yeah. you get you get a good assortment of like one up opportunities and stuff, but then the game starts getting a little bit more easier in terms of. Uh, ranking up one-ups and stuff when you go through specific worlds or specific mini-games and you're just earning, like, one-up after one-up. There were certain levels that I've went through where I'd never noticed this before, that once you go through, there will be multiple times where you can earn, like, one-up. Like, just extra lives. And uh, at one point, here I am past, like, uh, I'm, like, on World 5 or something. Like, not, like not world like level five and stuff and i have like over 80 lives that i've accomplished and like accumulated and that's just the thing i've been dying a fair amount because of miscues because of like controller stuff that uh i keep switching off of my gamepad and my pro controller and it's been messing up some of my jumps in my timing <laughs> but uh after going through and getting to world six i am i now have like about 92 lives <laughs> So I got enough lives and stuff to where I can actually just screw around and experiment. And if I want to, go back and uh, play some bit of the levels to get to some of the, like, the rest of the little uh, golden coins. But there have been a few levels in particular that I've really enjoyed, which were kind of challenging. Like, there was this particular little castle, this little mid-boss little castle with a boom-boom where you had to try to navigate the entirety of the stage with these green movable blocks that are going upwards. So, basically what I ended up doing and stuff is uh, I've ended up having to replay this level over and over because I kept losing lives because uh, I keep knocking into these stupid little uh, electronic little balls or something like that that just shoot electricity. And 
I would have the squirrel Mario suit and stuff, and I would just go and try to collect coins, and all of a sudden I accidentally, like, knock into something that's just, like, really close in vicinity or something, like, maybe a, a swingable ball and chain that's, like, on the ceiling or, like, a little bit of electrode here and there. And as a result, I'd lose my balance, and i go all the way down to the screen, and uh, <laughs> I accidentally came across a an actual, like, hidden warp pipe, which would transfer you all the way up to the last portion of the castle of uh, that stage. So what I ended up doing was I collected, like, one or two coins, like, get hit or something, and I go all the way down, not even traversing into the later half of the level. Then I take that shortcut, and I'm right at the last portion, and I clear the level that way. And it's it's kind of funny how playing games like, say, what was it? Mario Maker or something make you kind of more like susceptible more to like notice specific types of uh, shortcuts and pathways and stuff because yeah. now playing through New Super Mario Bros. U I'm just starting to find more of those little shortcuts <laughs> than I would have cool it's like hey that cave looks suspicious let's go investigate that or oh hey maybe if I use this uh, little power up at this angle let's see if it's actually leads to somewhere oh no I died again <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, let's see. What else have I been playing? Oh, I started playing a little bit of Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. That game is actually really interesting. Why? Because it's more structured like, uh, it kind of reminds me a bit of like a monster, like a, what was it, like a, not a monster, like a lair. I think so. Like a monster, uh, no, Monster World sort of game. To where it's the, the enemies and all this other stuff are kind of reminiscent to like, how you would play some of those older, like, Sega Genesis, like, type of games. Even, like, sort of Master System stuff where it's, like, Monster World doing this. Like, kind of like a action platforming type of things. But it mixes in some elements, some RPG elements. Sort of like how you would, like, uh, oh boy, like a Castlevania Symphony of the Night, possibly. Where you get certain types of powers and stuff as you progress through the game. But uh, there will be certain parts where you can't even proceed past because you need a specific item or a specific power-up to go further in. Uh-huh. I played like about a around an hour or so, and so far it doesn't seem that bad. I mean, I've played my fair share of uh, little tidbits of like Shantae games and stuff, but I've never actually have beaten one of them. But now, with uh, my recent purchase of uh, Half Genie Hero on the Wii U and stuff, I really want to try to see if I can go through one of them and see what I can actually get out of it, because... All these games are made by WayForward, and I really like a lot of their work. So, yeah, that's... I've heard, yeah. good, I've heard good things about that series, so, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be a pretty solid series. Well, I'll tell you what, man, this plat- the platforming inside the games are really great. The level structure, the music, the designs of, like, the characters and stuff, it's... It really kind of took me by surprise, especially if you go forth on the 3DS's Virtual Console and download the original Shantae, the Game Boy Color game. That goes for like oh my god like at least over a hundred dollars easily on eBay for the original G like the Game Boy Color cartridge. It amazes me how like the studio managed to push like so much of the processing power and the music and the the sound chip stuff of the Game Boy Color back around two thousand one. Because I'll tell you what like you look at Game Boy games that are like older that were originally on the Game Boy that you look at some of the Game Boy Color stuff and how developers were able to push with so like so limited the space of like uh with ram and like with color palettes and all this other stuff then you look at a game like shantae where it's got all these different types of complexities and all these random little fun mini games and stuff it's 
kind of amazing to see it that way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much what I've been playing. <laughs> Very cool, Sweet. man. Glad you're still playing the Wii U. Um, as we're getting closer, or less than three weeks away from the Switch. So. Yep, and Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild. Uh, but, Troy, uh, what have you been playing, buddy? So, uh, last podcast I was still playing uh, Shadow Complex Remastered. Mm-hmm. I finished that up nice. on Monday. Uh, that was a pretty good game. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Metroid-style games, you know, where you go back and, and there's certain areas of the map that are closed off until you get upgrades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was okay. Uh, I was actually a little disappointed in the ending. It seemed kind of anticlimactic. Uh, the, the last fight wasn't super uh, difficult at all. Mm-hmm. Um they kind of threw a bunch of the mini bosses that were throughout the game at you, but they weren't super threatening. And the whole concept was you're supposed to like get to these rocket launchers to shoot down this, you know, whatever the the main boss thing was. And I, I didn't find it super challenging. It was actually pretty easy to to do that. Um, and then at the end, I mean, it was just kind of it's kind of a flat ending. But I mean, it was still a pretty good game. It was it was well put together. And I got to kind of look at it in the concept in the context that it was created. It was created as as a small Xbox Live arcade game, and uh, in that in that context, it actually was a really great game. Uh, yeah, you know, notwithstanding the the ending was just a little bit of a letdown to me. It wasn't wasn't super challenging. I feel like there was a lot of other parts of that game that were way more challenging um, than that that final encounter, which just was kind of super easy, kind of kind of rote. Um, so I finished that up on Monday, and then so I took Tuesday and Wednesday off. Uh, for various reasons. One, I had uh, dental surgery. I've got an implant uh, going in. So they, you know, they stuck a metal rod into my jaw. They first they drilled a hole in my jaw and then kind of ratcheted in this this metal rod into my mouth that has to sit there for three months and and heal before they can actually put a crown on it. But uh, so I kind of didn't stream on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I decided that, yeah, I'm getting a little overwhelmed with schoolwork and everything like that. And so I didn't stream on Wednesday either. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I have classes in the evening. So it was making it kind of tough for me to work around. Uh, I'd stream and then literally like an hour and a half later, I'd have to, to go off to class. And in a lot of cases, most of my classes are heavily... Uh, team project based this semester so right. it's like oh well, my team wants to meet before class because we have a presentation and we want to go over the presentation so it's just easier for me to take off the days that i have uh, actual in-person classes yeah. um so come thursday i started playing Catherine oh on the on the playstation 3 uh that's what i'm streaming on my uh my twitch streams in the last uh couple days that's an interesting game um I'm really intrigued by the story. The story is pretty dope. Um, it's it's a game by Atlas, uh, and it has like you know this visual novel, crazy. You know, I mean, you guys are probably familiar with it, but yeah, it's like the guy uh, ends up getting drunk, uh, wakes up the next morning, and he's got this girl in bed with him. So, and it's not his girlfriend, and so then you know, craziness ensues. You know, it's it's a whole thing, but. So there's visual novel aspects of going around and talking to people and and getting the story. And then the gameplay mechanic is this box puzzle thing where you're supposed to be in the guy's nightmares and you're shifting boxes around trying to climb this this tower of boxes uh, as in early stages, the bottom's dropping off, you know, so you want to, you know, keep ahead of it, keep ahead of the dropping tower. Uh, and then in the, the latter parts of the stages, it's uh, various boss monster type things that are chasing you up this tower of blocks. And those are pretty tough. 
Yeah. Like, I'm playing on normal difficulty, and yeah, <laughs> like, I'm struggling a bit. I'm actually, I, I kind of put it up in the in the stream and, and asked the people who were watching me in chat if they thought it would be better if I cut the difficulty down to easy just to move things along, because, like, I, I stream for two hours at a time. I, I start streaming at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, and I finish at 7 p.m. Eastern, and, like, for instance, Friday my entire stream was taken up by one night's worth of nightmare scenario, which was three different little sections of, you know, this, this block puzzle thing. Mm -hmm. And we're talking like I used up, I had like 12 retries at some point and I used up all 12 of those and had to go back to, to my, you know, most recent save. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's real frustrating. My mind hasn't quite clicked. You know, I can't recognize solutions real quickly on it. I'm, I'm hoping that as I go, uh, those solutions will become kind of more second nature to me, especially as I, I know, you know, I'm on day three right now and there's nine days. So ostensibly they're going to ramp up in difficulty and I'm struggling at these early stages. So, um, yeah, it's interesting though. Have uh, you guys played the game? Uh, fun fact. Uh, we did, uh, back in August, uh, Gables, Justin and I, we did like our top 30 games of all time, mainly just to get like a, like a month off. And, and also, you know, thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about some of our favorite games. Uh, Catherine is in my mid-teens somewhere, like top 15 game of all time. Uh, cool. And, yeah, and I, I beat that game twice, which is a rarity for me, especially back in the 360 PS3 era, where I would I'd usually just play a game and never fucking I'd sell it right away and never touch it again. And uh, I saw that you put a poll on Twitter, and I actually voted for Catherine. And, cool, cool. Um, well, that one won by a landslide, I think, because <laughs> I put up a poll on Twitter and then I put up a poll in the Trophy Horse podcast uh, Facebook group. Yeah. And I had probably close to like twice as many votes for Catherine as any other game. I think Halo was the next closest. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, like Catherine won by a landslide. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, saw the tw I saw your poll and I'm like, fuck, that's a great game. So I actually looked it up on the, the my Xbox One, and it's three dollars uh, to buy digitally on the Xbox One. So I bought it. I'm playing that again, actually. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on. I just finished the second night. Uh, All right. So I mean, what did you have any tips for me on these these puzzles? I mean, they're uh, they're pretty tough. I so every time you get to like the you you beat like one of the puzzles and you go and you see all the sheep around. Yep. Are you are you talking to the sheep? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I say you talking yeah. to the guys that give you the techniques. Yeah, is a good way to go. Um, okay, use the stair and the, the I think it's called like the twister or the tornado thing where you pull a block up, climb up, pull yeah. another one out, slide it out. Um, those are the kind of like those two will save your ass more than anything. And don't be afraid to um, buy uh, items either. Okay, like buy. An yeah. Item. So the only one that's been of any use to me is the one that actually creates a block. I've used that a couple of times. Actually, I used that to finally complete the stage that I was on. And also another thing that I was having crazy frustrations with is I was using the D pad on the DualShock three yeah. and you get to those trap blocks where the spikes come up out of them mm -hmm. and like getting the timing right on those was such a pain in the ass. Uh, but I actually discovered that he moves quicker using the analog stick. So I'm able to, yeah. you know, go forward and back a lot quicker. But then with the analog stick, I feel like you have less precision control for, like, moving around the blocks and stuff. So I'm trying to, like, get my mind around, like, going to the analog stick when I need to be quick to get across the, the trap blocks and then, uh, you know, use the D-pad for the fine control. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just my brain hasn't quite snapped that, you know. And then also I'm trying to get used to... 
using the rewind function, you know, because yeah. that's something I wasn't using. So it's like, oh, well, this isn't working. Let me rewind it a couple of steps, you know, and, and oh, crap, the bottom is about to drop off. Let me rewind this a few steps and see if I can. So I'm trying to reprogram my brain to use that and hopefully that helps a little bit but yeah i don't know if it's frustrating or entertaining for people to sit there in my twitch stream watching me die repeatedly <laughs> yeah i i would i would say don't like if you don't care about what what if you get like a bronze or a silver or gold don't be afraid to buy items and then the, the, re, the rewind feature uh i know the first time i beat that game i used those things constantly and i died a lot it, it, it will take it's gonna take a little bit because i remember the first time i played that game it was I love that game. I beat the game like three days, but uh, I got definitely was frustrated at a few points and had to put that game down for uh, hours at a time or even like a whole day. Um, yeah, yeah. It just at a certain point, I, I would say just don't even give a shit if you don't if you don't by your score. Yeah, because um, no, was, and I think I'm okay with that. Um, okay. It's funny because the other podcast I'm on was a Trophy Horse podcast, and ostensibly it is for people who want to get platinum trophies, as many platinum trophies as possible. Yeah. And I was actually dared to get the platinum trophy in this game, oh, which that. I don't know if you guys like ever use any of like PlayStationTrophies.org or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah. yeah, this has a nine out of ten difficulty for yeah. the platinum trophy because there's <laughs> like it is like Ninja Gaiden like levels of difficulty to get the platinum in this game yeah because i think there's eight different endings and there's a, a trophy or achievement for each one getting each one yeah uh yep. and i also th- i bl- i could be wrong um but i think if we every every night you go back to that bar uh um, yep and i think every time every alcoholic beverage you have i think it gets harder yep. the more you drink uh he gets faster the oh. more you drink the faster you move in the That's green world okay. so yeah you want to max that that level out because you can move quicker um, okay, so which is kind of counterintuitive, but that's actually yeah, that's actually what you want to do is you want to get him pretty well drunk so that he moves quicker okay. through the dream sequences. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it it clicks with me a little better. Um, I may end up just dropping the difficulty to easy just to kind of blow through it. Uh, it depends on how I feel. I mean, I'm enjoying the story a lot, and the dream sequences are all right, but I don't yeah. know that they're like the main draw. So I might just drop the difficulty to easy. Uh, just to blow through it, because I really uh, am in, interested in the story more than anything in this game. Yeah. I'm enjoying it though, otherwise. But yeah, the, it's just the the plat the puzzles are pretty tough. Yeah, I can get that because I'm not the best puzzle guy either. But I, I completely understand where I think the draw of that game is more of the the story mode, the story than the actual gameplay itself. And I think that I think that they purposely did that too because it's not like you know it's not a first person shooter. It's 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 such a weird game type. It's and Really, I think throughout the game, you probably spend more time at the bar or in cutscenes than you are playing the game itself. So, as long as you're not dying like twelve yeah. or thirteen times, in the, yeah. Because yeah. I think really, if you were able to fight that entire game without dying, or the, probably the whole game itself, gameplay wise, is probably an hour. I yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, I'm really game. enjoying the story. I I'm a sucker for anime, and you know, like the the idea behind it is you know way more adult themed and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's it's actually really cool the yeah. premise on it and stuff all the little questions that you have to answer and then it gives yeah. you well most people answered this this way you know and it's like it's really interesting uh, um i look forward to you know seeing it through i might even be interested in going back and playing through to get different endings just to see how all the different endings work out um but i still don't know that i have it in me to even try and get the platinum trophy on this just because just based on the difficulty of the puzzles i mean i imagine i have to go through on hard mode and get all golds which 
I mean, at this point, yeah. I'm struggling to get bronzes on normal, using up like 12 retries. So yeah, and plus I think a lot of the trophies are tied to like the co-op mode, which you have to beat the game to get the co-op mode. Mm. And you have to get, I think you have to get golds and all and hard to unlock different levels of co-op mode too. So it's yeah, yeah, it's damn near. <laughs> I beat the game twice, and I think I have 210 of the thousand achievement points. So cool. It's not, it's not exactly an easy um, game for, as far as that goes. Yeah, but otherwise I'm enjoying it, and that's all I've been playing. I haven't okay. played anything else this week. Yeah, that's cool, man. I, I I'm I'm happy you played that because it, it you know makes me made me want to go back and play that game more. Awesome. Um, but I I've been playing that, and on top of that, um, I've had a little more free time, so I, I decided to finally sit down and try to play some Resident Evil Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, more than I haven't really played in like two weeks, so um, I I about four hours in now, and I so I. I Went to the whole opening part, and I loved the whole part. You fight like you're like you're being chased around by the by the the, the dad and his, his his daddy, um, is what they call him, and and the whole first part of the game I think is awesome. Like you get like it just reminds me so much of like Outlast, which I love Outlast, and I love those kind of survival horror games, um, and having a gun, be able to defend yourself and everything. And I really haven't used it, but. All that I think is great. It's scary. The whole part is scary and everything. But so after you get past that point, you get to, like to go down to like the basement to um, do some things, and you fight. You actually run into these other enemies, and they're called like I think like the molded or the mold or whatever, and they're kind of like these ooze-like creatures. Um, and this is like where the action element comes into pl- to play. And I have like I have a I have a pistol. And I went down there, and resources, obviously, in this kind of game are limited. And so I went down there, I had 90 bullets from with my pistol, and I fought five enemies, and I had, like, 20 left after fighting wow. these five enemies. And so I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm going to go, I'm going to try a skin. Because, like, so you can, like, you can, like, shoot them in the legs and the arms, and, like, you can knock off body parts to slow them down. You go for headshots, and it'll take them down a lot faster. But... So I started, I went through it, I, I went through the whole basement section again, where I fought five, I think it's like five or six of them, I can't remember exactly, and I, same, about the same point, I had like a few more bullets, um, and I fought some more after that, and it's just, this part, fighting these enemies makes me hate this game, <laughs> um, where it reminds me of all the things I hate about Resident Evil 6, where it's just like, bullet sponges, and the fact that this is more of like a resource-based game than what Resident Evil, like, Resident Evil 5 and 6 is more of just like is they want to be like a combination. They're not very good at it. Combo of like survival horror and Gears of War like. Where you have a lot of bullets, but these guys take but you like just enough bullets get by, but you still have you're never really too worried about ammo because you can usually find a bunch more. Um and it just it reminds me of that and it's frustrating. And I don't I love like dealing with the family. That whole part and exploring the house, solving the puzzles, all that is awesome. I, I, I want more of that. And just doing all that, fighting the molded, it just, I, it sucks to me. I hate it. Uh, I'm sure Justin, if now he's in the future, is listening to this and he's shaking his head. He's, he's just nodding along. Yeah, uh, he probably hates me for saying that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I want to go back to it, but I, like, it's just like, I don't want to. Fuck it. If this is like a good chunk of the game is dealing with these molded creatures, I don't want to play this game anymore. How and far I, into the game are you right now? Uh, probably four hours in, and I know I'm probably only maybe a quarter of the way through the game. Huh. 
Yeah, so everything I've heard about the game is like the first two thirds of the game is pretty strong, and then maybe the last third was, you know, kind of flat. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. have no experience, so I can't tell you. But that's what I've heard. Uh, but yeah, this molded thing seems like they're they're the uh, block puzzles of this game, <laughs> <laughs> and all you want is the story mode, which is dealing with the crazy family. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a perfect way to put it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure I'll. Sure, I'll talk to Justin, and he'll tell tell me that's only a, a limited part of it. I haven't really. I try to avoid like looking at reviews and other things like that because I, I don't want to. I don't really want to spoil feature th- things in the game. Um, so uh, I don't know. I might do a little research on it and kind of find out how much of this game is the molded creatures, and if it's like I don't know. If it just feels like it's filler, and that, like maybe this game is only like five six hours, and they were like, well, we need to add like five. We need to double the gameplay, the game time. So they added in this stuff, and I hope that's not the case. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be playing in the future. Probably play more Catherine. Uh, maybe Resident Evil 7, depending on how things go. But jumping into the news, kind of, you know, it's it's February. Not a lot of things going on in February uh, right now. Um, a few small things have happened. Uh, but I know, Troy, you have not played, uh, the Mass Effect games really, but, uh, I have not actually they're on. So I've got a little list on my iPad and every time I think of a game that I like haven't played and it's like, Oh, that's a really good game. That would be a good game to stream. I've got like this list now of games that like, once I finish Catherine, I'll probably pick like four of them that I'd maybe like to play next and I'll throw them up on a, on a poll and, you know, on Twitter and on Facebook and see if I, what everybody thinks I should play next. So, and the Mass Effect series is definitely on that list. Yeah. I obviously, you know, I highly recommend those games. I'm sure everybody, most people will. Um, but uh, a thing they announced with the uh, Mass Effect drama uh, Bioware did is that they got rid of the, uh, are you aware what the Paragon Renegade thing is? Yeah, there's to do with, the, like, the dialogue choices and everything like that to, yeah. to decide if you're mostly good or mostly evil sort of thing. Yeah, so that's a so something announced with uh, Andromeda, a big change for the Mass Effect uh, series is they're going they're doing away with the Paragon Renegade thing. And at first, I'm like, uh, I was like, okay, that's a weird thing. Like, that's a weird thing to say because most games have uh, that, not most games, but a lot of games that have option dialogue options, they have essentially a Paragon, a Paragon Renegade uh, system. But I liked the explanation they gave. Um, basically, and kind of, I'm going to kind of read what the article says, is that uh, the reason I got rid of it, uh, Paragon and Renegade are gone because they felt very Shepard, which Shepard is the main character of the original trilogy. They are tied to the Shepard character, so they didn't really make sense if we were going to have a she- um, if we weren't going to have a Shepard as a main protagonist. What we have now is more of a agree-disagreeing uh, situation. The reason I like... This is because the trilogy is like I'm gonna play Paragon, and then which that's the way you're gonna to stick to moving on in every conversation. Um, so basically, it's a great answer I think as far as it's like every time we talked to I would talk to him about Mass Effect. One of the first questions they have is like, "Oh, how are you going through this game? Paragon, Paragon, or Grenade?" And that's the way it was. Even if you didn't agree with the Paragon, or if you're going Paragon and you don't agree sometimes with that option, you still clicked it because that's the way you're going, and there was benefits to stick with one um, tree. One road, like I guess. all or nothing. It doesn't behoove yeah. you to kind of yep. sit be, in the middle. Being uh, being middle ground really actually kind of hurts you because you lose dialogue options and you can big big changes to the game happen um, if you don't have those options available. So I like that idea. Is like now I could play it more as how I want to play it, and it feels more natural that way. Um, so that 
it's some they, they did that more with Dragon Age Origins, and I think they did it more with Dragon Age Two and uh, Inquisition. And I like Dragon Age Origins. I think is the best um, one of the better games as far I've ever played. Is what it has um, dialogue options. So if they go that route, where it was like it was five options, it wasn't just a Paragon, Renegade, and neutral, um, and you didn't quite know exactly where those were gonna go. If it kind of goes that route, I this will make me love Mass Effect games even more than I thought I ever could. Uh, what about you guys? Well, actually, I don't really mind either way. I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks, though. There's no Paragon, Renegade type of choices. But at the other end of the things, I can see why that uh, the director kind of felt like it was more akin to, say, Commander Shepard as opposed to, like, say, anything else. Because, yeah, for Commander Shepard's journey and stuff like that, a lot of his stuff was really highly, like, uh, molded after, whether, like, the good choice, bad choice, or something like that. And, yeah, Tyler, it's kind of like what you said, though. It's like it kind of manipulated sort of the choices that you would have made, even if you were, like, I didn't mean to, because, hey, for those type of Mass Effect games, you either went as Paragon or Renegade, you stuck with your guns, you had to maximize either or, and in pretty much for most of the fans' cases, they went with a Paragon route, because, hell, yeah. hardly anybody goes with the entirety of the evil, like, route, or the Renegade route. But, uh, I kind of, like I said... I don't care either way, but I do like the way how it was explained as to why it was axed. And you know what? It's going to be kind of interesting just popping in Andromeda and seeing like all the different types of options and stuff that I would go with and stuff. I'm kind of hoping to do something similar to what Telltale has like generally does with some of their uh, episodes and stuff, where there's this like this thing where you see the percentage of what player did what or some in this situation oh, yeah. or that situation. I think that would be really interesting to find out too. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I didn't think about it like that. I know yeah, it's you cool. really like, done it, but oh, yeah, yeah. But I was actually like when I read the headline here, I was thinking that they were taking away that whole system of like you know hmm. cho- choices to to some degree, uh, which kind of felt kind of weird because like that's a lot of what makes the Mass Effect series like popular. Yeah. But now yeah. like hearing the the explanation behind it, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think you know. Tying somebody off to all Renegade, all Paragon seems kind of crap, you know. And, like, when I play a game, I like to just kind of go with the flow and kind of react the way I think I would react in, you know, real life. Um, and then, well, see, like like we were talking about Catherine, you know, it's like, oh, well, it gives you a question. You answer the question. And then, yeah, in the next little transition, it's like, oh, this percentage of people shows this one and this percentage of people shows that one. I think that's really interesting. Um, to be able to see, you know, how you fall in line and, you know, the Telltale games do the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, 66% of the people agreed and chose the, the option that I chose. And for those to have, I mean, maybe not like a detriment, you know, to be able to, to just play the game the way you want to play. And like, hey, maybe you're having a bad day and you want to be real shitty to somebody, yeah. you know, like, or, <laughs> or you don't like, you don't particularly like this character and you just rather, you know, tell him to go to hell or punch him in the face. You know, it's good to know that you have that option without like totally screwing up, you know, the way your game is going to play out in the long run. Yeah. Um, and like another thing with that is, is I like there was when Mass Effect 1 came out, that was outside my where was really the only people doing that was like the dialogue option tree. And that was really cool with Mass Effect 1 and 2. But by 3, it was kind of like everybody was doing it. And it wasn't really a cool, unique thing anymore. And especially with the Paragon Renegade system, good, good evil system, uh, it, wasn't, it was just kind of like, it just didn't mean anything anymore. And it was kind of more of a detriment than I think a positive to the game. Um, 
And I remember specific points in the game where I was playing it, like, uh, I can't remember, like, I think of two where it's like, it's just really terrible character. And it's like, I can't even let, I can, like, the, the Paragon thing to do was trying to reason with them. And uh, the Renegade thing was just fucking shoot them and kill them. And that's the thing I wanted to do. But because I'm doing Paragon, you know, I had to let them, I had to I let them live and then bad things happened. Or like, um, I remember at one point there was like this really shitty reporter in one of the games. And I, the option was to punch him in the face or just answer his question and try to be like uh, super like uh, straight faced and just give him the the business like uh, business right uh, answer. It's like, I just want to punch you in the face because you're a piece of shit. But instead I gave him like the politically correct answer, you know. And I'm, I'm hoping they don't have any system at all telling you which way you're leaning. I just I don't even care if the people in my group like me or not. I only want to see that as an option. I just want like I want to play the game how I think I would answer that in that situation. I hope I hope that's the case. Um, I hope the game's good, uh, obviously. Um, but moving on, uh, I don't know how excited you are about uh, the new South Park game, Fractured Butthole. Um, I I loved it. It was actually my my game. Uh, the first one was my game of the year of 2013. Um, but unfortunately, it was supposed to come out December 6th. Got delayed to quarter one of 2017. It has now been delayed again to the fiscal year of 2017, meaning it can come out as late as March 31st of 2018. Huh. That's um, a big window. <laughs> yeah. You know, between April 1st of uh, this year and March 31st of next year. So. Didn't Stick of Truth so have the, similar like, delays like this? Yeah, one? I was about to say the exact same thing. The Stick of Truth like got delayed so many times, and it was almost to the point where when that game came out, like I had just written it off that it was yeah. just going to be a disaster. Mm. And you know, it turned out not to be the case. It turned out to be actually a really awesome game. I really enjoyed it. Um, I definitely, you know, recommend it to anybody who hasn't played it yet. Uh, anytime I come across somebody, I was like, oh, I haven't played that, but dude, you need to play that game. Oh, um, yeah. So in a way, I'm I'm a little concerned, but in a way, I'm not. You know, because they they did that the first time and it all turned out great. So I'm of the mind. It's like, hey, yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, like I said, I'm like I'm of the mind and stuff. Hey, Matt and Trey Parker, they know what the fuck they're doing. So it's like that's pretty much. I pretty much think it's because of those guys. Like they really want to try to nail the whole superhero sort of aspect of the the fractured butthole and stuff. So hell, they like uh, combined with uh, Obsidian stuff to make a great South Park game and stuff. So well, hell, take their time. As long as it ends up yeah. being one of the most fantastic like RPGs uh, around, you know, that's fine by me. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I love Stick, Stick of Truth. I actually pre-ordered uh, Fractured Butthole last summer, just so I, I'm digitally, so I could play Stick of Truth. I play, I beat that again last summer. 100. I've 100 that game twice now. Um, and they actually, because I got delayed, they gave me back my money, and I still got Stick of Truth out of it. So um, there you go. Yeah. So. I, the, the the only argument I can make with the whole Stick of Truth being delayed was that it was it was being made with THQ. Yep. And then THQ went a business, and then there was like a, a basically they lost a year because of uh, going over to Ubisoft and yeah. the developer. So that game like came out like almost two years later than it's supposed to. Um, it is it, it's jarring, of course. You know, it, there's depends how you look at it. Like normally, like game was delayed. That's usually a good thing because it probably it's better that the game comes out finished and good than. On, you know, a, a typical Ubisoft game where it comes out the day they want to come out to, to meet some sort of demand or meet the holidays or whatever, and it's broken, doesn't work. Um, but it, you know, like you look at it, it's like, ooh, this game could be in trouble. And I don't, I don't think it is, but it still sucks because I, fu- I just want to fucking play this game, you know. 
Um, it's always frustrating when a game gets delayed, especially when you're looking forward to. Um, but I should be over it and used to it with you know Last Guardian, obviously. Um, <laughs> that game for nearly a goddamn decade. Um, but moving on to another another thing coming out of the uh, a lot of a lot of news coming out this week, mainly because of uh, with the last quarter ending, a lot of people come out uh, doing their uh, end of quarter things with the uh, stock market. Their investor called. investor calls. Thank you, investor calls. Yeah, so everybody's doing that the, this past week or two. Um, so. Activision came out and announced a lot of things, uh, or kind of gave not really announced a lot of things, but said a lot of things. But one of the one of the I think probably the biggest thing to come out of this um, maybe is that they confirmed that Destiny Two will be coming out this fall um, for all the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, no surprise. Yeah. So my question to you guys is: I, I are you guys? I don't know, Troy. Have you? Mike, I guess we should have to start with you first. Have you, did you play Destiny One at all, or? I have not played Destiny. Um, it, the premise behind Destiny was really intriguing when it was announced and, and as it was coming out. Uh, the the initial kind of impression on it was kind of not great. You know, like it felt like uh, it seemed like a lot of people were feeling like it was a little bare. Um, I know, you know, they've done updates and it since then that have kind of it, it apparently now feels like a complete game whereas yeah. it didn't before but i kind of it kind of you know passed me by um i haven't played halo yet so i don't have much affinity for that you know that style of you know the bungee style of shooting and stuff like that which which is supposed to be really strong and, and one of the pools of the game but yeah it, it didn't really hit me uh and you know i was kind of i played the beta and i was kind of intrigued by it but it, it didn't end up i ended up passing it up same way uh was it a uh, Tom Clancy's The Division uh, yeah. seemed like the Destiny game that I would be willing to play because, you know, more than sci-fi in, in general, I tend to enjoy more of a uh, espionage, intrigue, military, kind of modern times, you know, sort of setting. And so, like, The the Division looked like the, the Destiny game that I would be interested in playing. And then that one even came out and passed me by. So... Uh, it is what it is, and it was one of the, kind of interesting because I think a lot of people thought that Destiny was just going to be a platform, that they weren't going to have a numbered sequel. They were just going to continue to build on it, kind of like a World of Warcraft-style model. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting when they decided to actually make Destiny 2 a full-fledged sequel. Yeah, that's true. They did say, I mean, when they were talking about Destiny and first started talking about it, it was they said Destiny is a 10-year project. <laughs> so they kind of made it sound like you were just going to add on to Destiny. And yep. Obviously, that's not the case, uh, but... I mean, kind of people that may not have listened to us for a long time or, you know, people that may not remember or know. Uh, I actually had Destiny uh, pre-ordered day one. I was going to get it and then canceled it like the last minute and picked up Hyrule Warriors instead because it came out like two weeks later. You probably Good have call more, by me. You probably have more enjoyment out of that than Destiny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it was my like eighth or ninth game of 2000. I think that was 14. Uh, I fucking love Hyrule Warriors. Um, but um, no, uh, I think... I want to say it was uh, like summer 2015. Uh, we were just kind of find some content for the show, obviously because summertime ain't shit going on game wise, uh, news or actual games to play. So Jake, uh, Gabe, and I all played uh, Vanilla Destiny and beat that through. Um, neither one of us playing the game before. Well, Jake beat the game um, like 16 times, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but Gables and I had not played the game before and. Went through that, and it was actually kind of fun. I, I enjoyed it, and they had some updates, obviously. Um, we didn't play it in the DLC. Uh, at that point, there was only those two bullshit expansions they had that really wasn't much of anything outside, like, an extra couple hours of content. Um, yeah. But 
had a lot of fun with that. I've, and obviously, playing with your friends, things is ten times better. Yeah. With playing with friends. So that was another thing that I was going to say. Like, if you've got a group of people that you're playing through with, like that seems like even the division seems like, oh yeah, that's that's the way to play that game. Almost definitely. My yeah. issue is, you know, my issue is with with time crunches the way they are. You know, it's like I don't necessarily have. I mean, that's kind of why I'm doing this. The streaming is it actually sets aside time that's dedicated to gaming because otherwise, you know, with school and everything like that, I don't end up spending a lot of time playing games and I'll go weeks without having any you know time set aside to play any video games and if you're trying to you know find a time when you and your buddies can get together and play like that's real tough for me um and then you know by then you know they've all passed me off passed me by you know they're all way over leveled because they're like oh we're just gonna play without you you know so so a game like that is tough for me in my current life situation i mean in a few months that might change i may be in a a position where i can actually you know set aside oh well friday evenings the day that i go off and play with my homies you know but right right now that's real tough for me to to set that time aside yeah it was definitely yeah and that's uh i think that yeah go ahead ahead, tyler go ahead oh i was just gonna say that was definitely kind of what worked out for us was like (laughs) summertime a lot of things going on um and we just like it was like we only played that game together, and then I think there was one point where I, I I couldn't join, and they got a couple of hour a couple of levels ahead of me, so I had to grind by myself to catch up, and that was not fun at all. That sucked. Um, but yeah, I mean that definitely is the case. But uh, we actually last summer went ahead, and we all picked up the the DLC, not the Rise of Iron. We picked up uh, the two expansions, and what was the other one that came out the year? The Rise it was of Iron. the Taken King, I think it was Taken King, and we played through that and. That was like that, like that, and it was also with the new update that changed the whole leveling system. Yeah, uh, they didn't give the, the light wasn't as big of a thing as it once was, and that whole leveling. System. Once we got the, once I got to level twenty, and all that light system came in place, I totally lost interest in that game. Yep. Um, and when they when they changed it around to make it just like a, a natural level up progression system, like you play in every other RPG like game, um, that totally. You know, reinvigorated me, and I went and did a bunch of grinding by myself. Actually, it made it a little more fun that way, and also going through with with obviously with the three of us um, was a lot of fun. And we haven't beat Rise of Iron yet. That's the one thing we need to, we need to finish off. I bought that, and we haven't played it. Um, but I'm I'm still kind of on the fence with Destiny too, where it's like it sounds like we're gonna be able to take over our characters, and we better be able to take over our characters. Um, but yeah, they've got to prove to me they're going to, they're going to be able to come out right off the bat. Like it took them a couple of years of, to get Destiny One right, and I hope they have learned their lessons with Destiny One. I think they they will, and they and they have. Um, but I, you know, I want to, obviously we haven't seen anything for this game yet, but I want to know more before I get any sort of hype or excitement comes from this. I want to know what they're going to do and what their plan is with um, with with Destiny Two. Like after is it if, is this just going to be Destiny two like I like Destiny where they give you like a season pass and it's two bullshit hour hour like two hours more of game content makes you go through the same area you've already been through a thousand times. Like what's the plan with Destiny two and what's gonna be a better what's gonna be an improvement on it? So that's just kinda like I don't know. I I am cautiously optimistic for this game, I guess. What about you, Cables? Well that's just the thing about me is just like I like the pure vanilla like destiny i went ahead and i played through it back from the first release and stuff i did play through it with a couple different types of builds of characters and stuff but uh the thing is playing destiny by yourself it sucks initially when i went through the game as my commando and stuff like that i just did not really have as much enjoyment as i would have say with a full-fledged like uh you know like a third person like shooter game or something like that 
but that's more or less because of how the story element was presented inside the game structure lies like back then the gameplay portion hey the gameplay was fun it's by bungie they made the halo series that's just the type of like structure i'm more or less used to and sort of like their shooters but it didn't really take them to like uh, get really good like with portions of the game up until they started releasing say the taking king and stuff like that they had a couple of different types of dlc from like the cattle i think it was like a catalyst or something like that then you had the mark of the wolves and stuff like that which it's kind of like what tyler said they were just like little blips of like supposed dlcs which added like some content but in my personal opinion having played through them not only just by myself online but also with like uh <laughs> with tyler and jake and stuff it kind of mess more or less reaffirmed that i pretty much did not really enjoy playing those games as much but uh honestly when it comes to destiny 2 i have almost next to no interest inside destiny 2 at the moment i mean i am not excited with it at all i've never even bothered even wanting to go back just to go ahead and finish taking king or like go through like the rise oh, of wow Iron. we didn't finish it we never finished Shit, taking king we got Shit. to the point where all of us got like the powers and stuff like that but then as uh, luck would have it or something like that i i stole off my ps4 and everything else with it because i got so burnt out <laughs> but, you have a you have a ps4 again i know i have a we ps4 can play again. it we could finish it well yeah i could <laughs> come on gables <laughs> yeah he's playing his wii u now yeah i'm actually enjoying myself with the Wii U. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, going to fly out, a... I'm going to fly out to your house. I'm going to fucking smash your Wii U. Like, you're not going to hand you a copy of Destiny. Oh my god, that would, your punishment. that would be the biggest nightmare of all time. Waking up and everything's destroyed and only a copy of fucking Destiny for the PS4. Only, you have a TV, a PS4, and a smash Wii U and a copy of Destiny. That's all you have. That's all you own. I'm going to take your couch and your bed. You're, you're going to be sitting on the floor. crazy. <laughs> I'm like, oh I'm gonna, I'll give it god. back to you when you beat this game with me. Oh my god. Well, I'm going to chalk go. it up on my backlog of things to do. <laughs> but one of these days. Yeah. Or you just get Destiny 2 days. and you'll start you'll start all over again. Oh. There you go. Uh-huh. Oh. But... One of these days Gables will go back to the moon where the wizard is. <laughs> I did kind of like the little bits of like uh stuff where we would just randomly be playing Destiny online and stuff, and that whole, like, sequence of stuff of that, uh, we were talking to, like, the Patriarch Queen or something like that, that, that specific type of queen or something, her brother would just pop in and stuff with a freaking cow look like a fucking emo teen or something, and I'd be chiming in oh, just yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, singing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't want to be an American idiot. Yeah, <laughs> just it's every it's time. Like the Green Day. Yeah. What's hilarious? Then, uh, the the Supercharge. 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 Oh, you're supercharged with your freaking hunter. That was funny. Like every time nice. this hunter would get like a supercharge or something like that for his power weapon, Tyler would just keep on yelling supercharge and just go and just ram into a bunch of enemies and get killed right just, immediately. Just want to be. I just want to be like Charmander, you know. I just uh, want to be like fucking like Leroy Jenkins. Is what you want to be. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be a Charmander than Leroy Jenkins. I got a fucking fire tail. It's awesome. So like, all right, Tyler, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take out this person in this one. Like. uh not raid, but like this one strike mission. Super chaz! Like, God damn it, Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't fucking don't don't mock me now, damn it. It's awesome. It worked out. It's great. Pissed off Jake. It's a win win. Um, <laughs> we always piss off Jake whenever we play Destiny. <laughs> uh, it was funny. Uh, we almost I almost thought the one we got so mad at each other one time. I thought the show was over. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because um, <laughs> we, we were freaking playing online and stuff, and we were like, uh, we were having a little bit of right and stuff, we were enjoying ourselves, and then we kept constantly kept losing competitive battle after competitive battle, and I kept getting angry, and then all of a sudden it's like, Jake's like, oh, like, we're like, oh, yeah, then, God. Then Jake got, ang- got angry because Gabe was getting angry. It was, it was, it was a weird situation. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving on <laughs> to uh, last topic. Um, surprisingly, Rocket League, not really surprising, I guess, it's still selling like gangbusters and everybody's still playing the game apparently but rocket league is getting more content uh on february 21st they are adding two more uh two hot wheel cars to the game oh, for man. two dollars a piece and they come with their own decals everything um i'm excited that rocket league is still getting supported but i'm honestly i'm at the point now where i, I bought all their stuff they sold <laughs> and i kind of want more content game wise to play than i do want more cars to play as you know what i mean yeah, I see what you're talking about. I mean, for God's yeah. sakes, man. All that Rocket League stuff from... Uh, they did add in a bunch of uh, different types of tracks for, like, what? For, like, four They had, like, the hockey like one and the basketball one last March. Well, the basketball uh, one apparently. wasn't so bad, but it's kind of well, hard Where to do play. you go from here? You uh, know? Like, we, like, how do they add content to I, Rocket League outside of cars and new sports and even then you're running out of sports options i said this a while back i don't know if i ever said on the show but i know when we were playing the game i would like to see like rocket league like with a like a pool table type situation huh huh yeah or even like uh maybe bowling yeah just set up some pins you know and you're driving take them all out or uh i don't know maybe paintball or something like they've got all the barriers oh yeah spread across the field and you got to kind of sneak around you know capture the flag sort of thing dodgeball Dodgeball would be pretty dope. <laughs> Just throwing a huge random fucking ball at a bunch of cars. That'd be kind of like, funny. I will, I will, I'll like pay like five bucks for like these extra, these add on games or something. I, I just want a reason to go back to Rocket League, you know? And... Have any of them actually caught on though? Like, I feel like the vanilla soccer cars is kind of where it's at. Like, yeah, and much. maybe people play the other game modes for a little while, but the hockey when mode it comes down sweet. to it. The, I think the hockey mode caught on, at least with the uh, talking ship group and. Everything like, that caught on from quite a bit, and then they add like you can make your own game types, and like you can like, uh, like do like low gravity and things like that. But uh, I, I thought the basketball thing did not like we played that for like a week, and then like let's go back no, to that, later. No, that, that basketball thing really wasn't that great, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it was it's hard to play because you got to really time the jumps just correctly so you can hit the ball and yeah. like just go into the basket, and it ends up becoming like an entire match of going back and forth. Oh, let's see who can score the basket, you know, just like yeah. randomly off chance or something. But uh, I know from playing certain things competitively for both like the Xbox One version and the PS4 version, it's like hardly anybody's going on to play the basketball or the some bits of the other like like mutators of like hockey or maybe a few games here and there. But it's normally just the regular vanilla like uh, <laughs> Rocket League soccer stuff, which most car people soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it's at. I think they caught lightning in a bottle with that game, and like, oh yeah, trying to come up with new expansions or new ideas, I think is going to be kind of tough to do. I mean, I think the big appeal of that game is car soccer, and car soccer is where it's at, you know. And if you're kind of getting bored with that, you know, you're just going to have to go and find another game. Oh I think. yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how much more there is to that that formula uh, to really expand it and, and breathe new life into it. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, don't know, I, just, I guess I just want a reason. I love Rocket League so much that I want a reason to go back to it. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I go know. play car soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got these these fundamental games like you look at like Dota or League of Legends or Overwatch or Counter Strike, like these games that have been around forever and people continue to play forever. That's and true. you know they don't ever change. But that's the thing is you play them and you get good at them and you just you just enjoy it for what it is. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, if they make big changes to Dota, like that there's a huge fallout you know yeah, like people true. don't want that game to change much and i feel like rocket league is probably one of those games that's just gonna it's gonna continue to be what it is it's gonna be car soccer and you know maybe you'll get bored with that from time to time but i feel like it's one of those games that you can probably jump back into after you've taken a break and, and just enjoy it because it does that so well like it yeah, is yeah. car soccer to the nth degree damn it troy you're right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can look at it and you like, you know, brain tease yourself like, oh, what else could they do? And we have all these options that we came up with, you know, like car pinball, you know, but really how interesting would that really be for the long run? I think it'll always come back to car soccer because car soccer is I mean, car soccer is something that I mean, Top Gear's done it like a million times because it's 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 a draw and then soccer has kind of an international appeal. So then you don't have to worry about, you know, alienating some, you know, of the player base. So you're, you're guaranteed with car soccer to have the largest cross section of people all over the world playing the game. So you have no problem, you know, with long queues or waiting for a game to start up. I mean, if they do American football, you know, rocket league, then that's going to cut down your, your player base. Like, hugely like you know less people around the world are going to be interested in playing you know american rules football car soccer you know car football or you know car rugby or anything like that i think i think with car soccer like one the mechanics are there the 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 premise is there you know it's they've perfected it and you know just trying to put this premise and attach it to another game you're cutting your player base you know into smaller and smaller pieces each time and you're kind of doing it subpar you know you're not doing it as well as you did car soccer that's yeah. the way i see it yeah <laughs> all good points good points don't like them they're good points yeah. damn it but yeah. it's i mean yeah if you just think about it it's like yeah like what do you want from it and then whatever you want from it, it'll be cool for a little while but then you'll get tired of it and everybody will go back to car soccer yeah that's true because that's where it's at it is really good <laughs> But anyways, um, I think that might just wrap up the show for the week. Um, before we get out of here, if you guys want to hear more from us, we do have a Facebook page and group. It is Drunk Dash Nerds, so join and like those pages. I always post on there whenever the show goes up. Um, they're always on there with a link to the uh, Lipson account or the the, the, the link to the uh, to the show, I guess. Um, on Twitter, we are drunk uh, at Drunk Nerds Pod, so follow us on there. Uh, also, put up whenever the show's go, show goes up. Um, and also on Twitch, we are, um, drunk nerds podcast. Uh, so follow us on there. Uh, I've been doing, I did actually little things before the show with some, some people from uh, another podcast. Um, when I do a little more of that with them, I'm going to go ahead and start streaming on there and I'll let you guys know kind of, we'll try, I'll try to get more of a regular schedule. Um, if things slow down here a little bit with work and, uh, on YouTube, we are on drunk dash nerds on there. So check, um, so subscribe to us on there. And the podcast obviously goes up there too, so you might know that if you're listening to us on YouTube, um, check us out on iTunes. Give us a thumbs up on both those places. Give us a five star review actually on iTunes, and give us a review. We'll shout you out. I'll give you um, Gable's credit card number. It's a win win for everybody, uh, especially Gable's. Um, 
We'll give you his Wii U. Yeah, I'll give you. So he's his... forced to play Destiny. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah just, I'll give you his. And uh, the third person that uh, gives a five star review, I'll give you his chair. Uh, fourth person gets his bed. Uh, nope. Just the box spring, though. I gotta spread this shit out. Um, but also, oh, uh, before I forget, what size is your bed? I need a queen size box spring. <laughs> My queen size box spring's been broke forever. Like it, the bottom of it broke out. So what I did was I flipped the box spring upside down. <laughs> oh wow. And the problem with that is then I've got these, like, jagged pieces of wood that are sticking oh, out of the top of the box no. spring. So I, like, laid, like, a couple towels down to, like, keep them from puncturing my mattress. Oh, no. But, yeah, that's that's what I got to go with, man. I, I need a new box spring. So <laughs> just be the third person to uh, uh, this week to uh, give us a review, preferably five stars, and you get yourself a box spring. Is it queen size? Gables, you no, answer. I don't have a queen size box spring. <laughs> okay. Twin? Well... And it's on a twin eye. King? Single? I, I can't afford a fucking California king. I didn't say California king. I just asked king. There's two there's different just kinds king. of kings. No, no. Is it single? No, it's a full size. Full size? Okay, there you go. Uh, just add, you know, maybe like, just cut some shit up, maybe make a... Uh, what is it? Like, is queen like, queen's probably like two twin size, right? Like if you I, take two twin size, I you could probably make so. one queen. Yeah, I believe so. That's how it works. Because I think yeah. I, have a, I have a queen. Maybe it's just time to upgrade. Maybe I need a California king. I don't like California. California King is like the the wide one, isn't it? It's not very long. It's, it's just wide. It's extra wide and extra long. Isn't I it? think, isn't it? it? I think it's just Possibly. extra wide, and it's like it's not very long. Normal length. Yeah. Because huh. like my family, my parents have one, and it's like it's more of a rectangle. Um, it's aren't they all rectangles? <laughs> well, no, it's like. <laughs> damn it, you're right. I've it's not more... come across a bed that was not unless it was like heart shaped. It's it's more of a rhombus shape. A rhombus. <laughs> it's a hexagon. I I need a hexagon bed. Tyler's always had like triangle that fucking beds his whole life. I've I've always slept on an octagon shaped one, but it's weird. You guys are fucking weird. Your rectangle shaped ones. What is this rectangle shaped bed? <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't know. But I said I don't know. I don't know what kind of shape. It's weird. It's weird though. It's like I don't know how they like. I don't know how you guys fucking deal with that. They deal with that with the California King ones. Anyways, now I feel like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have a lovely uh, rest of your day, evening. I'm awkwardly ending the show. I don't want to say anymore. Uh, anyways, thank you guys. I hope so we much covered everything. I, yeah, uh, I was Tyler. I have been Gable. I am Troy. Oh wow. Nope. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and cut cut me out. Of him saying it, and I'll say, I'm Troy. I might just like layer all three of us on top of each other with that. We just all say it at the same time. Yeah. So, one, two, three, I am Troy. (laughs) All right, well, thanks anyways, guys. Thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. Peace out. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number